What up, though? I'm your boy, Chill B. This is the Chill Bravado Podcast, and I bring you a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind of an 82-game season with the dreams of winning 16 to get the chip in the end, but we're in the offseason right now. We have a lot going on, but not very much going on at the same time. But today, I want to get into some of uh, the schedule reveals. Now, we have gotten the schedule of who's going to be playing who, where, what time, and, you know, TV games and all this good thing. But in the Laker-based podcast here. So I'm going to point out our opening game. I'm going to point out our second game. And then I'm going to go ahead and get to the Christmas Day game. These three games are what I want to look at and kind of get my thoughts on so far. As well as give out the other Christmas Day games and see what you think and how I feel about moving forward with these dates in place. Okay. And then I want to talk about the bigs. You know, I kind of picked on the forwards and, and, and the, the wing players. I'm kind of getting more, more attention to that. But let's talk about the bigs. Let's talk about Thomas Bryan. Let's talk about Daniel Jones. Let's talk about Wenyan Gabriel and Jay Huff. And what if we actually do see a trade made for Miles Turner? We'll get into all that and much more as well as we have now the legacy documentary that's now on Hulu. If you have Hulu, you'll be able to watch that. I know this episode has just not been uploaded. I'm going to get to those as soon as I end this podcast. So where I want to talk about what I've seen so far with that and just kind of now I couldn't watch it on HBO Max. I don't want to see a dramatization and acting. I want to hear right from the mouse when it comes to these documentary. And we got to understand it's going to be Laker, you know, kind of biased. So they're going to be telling it from a Laker lens and making it sound better. Probably than it really was. But I've enjoyed it so far just because I'm a Laker fan at heart. So we're going to get into all that, all that, and just a little bit more. All right, all right. Let's get right into these key games and these reveals here. So opening night, yeah, Lakers, Golden State Warriors. Why are they doing this to us? I do not know, but I love it all at the same time. Let's get right to the Lakers side, man. Like We have no idea what this team's going to look like on opening day. Like, that's really the just of it. Like, I don't know how to judge this game. Like, if Kyrie is there, man, like, that's going to make it epic. But if Russ is there... It's going to be musty TV as well because everybody just can't wait for him to do something that they can complain about. Or if he does something amazing, what's going to be the story then? Golden State's going to be off the hook. Just Nobody's really tuning in to see what Golden State has to offer. They're going to get the rings. Um, JTA for us is going to get his ring. Just kind of Anderson. They're going to get, you know, they're going to be in the high. You know, they're going to be pretty much doped up. And whether they win and lose this game, who cares for them? But the Lakers are going to be the draw. They're the show. Everybody's coming out to see what they're going to bring. And I really can't tell you anything, but we're probably going to lose if we have Russell Westbrook. We might can lose if we had Kyrie, but we're probably going to be, you know, nowhere near the favorite because we have had zero time to get ready to go up against the Golden State Warriors team. The only thing you can bank on is that Golden State comes in kind of halfway trying because they're still in awe of getting the ring after the tough seasons and series and, and all the tough years they've had of being down. And Clay Thompson, you know, oh, he came back and he won after the injuries. And Draymond Green with all, you know, he podcasting, not focusing. And Steph Curry hearing all the, oh, he'll never hear, get another ring again. And blah, 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 blah. Like, no one cares anymore. Like, eh, you won. I mean, you should have won. You know, Boston should not have been in your anywhere near 
your ram of excellence so we give them a shout out I'm, I'm hating a little bit but you give them a shout out because they were able to get the job done i'm glad they did because they kept boston away from winning a chip because the lakers season was terrible austin winning would have been worse so that game i just don't know what to tell you because there's not really much in there so we definitely have a chance to start 0 and 2 and the reason there's a chance to start 0 and 2 is because two days later we have the clippers and if they have a healthy PG and Kawhi Leonard, and then they have John Wall, who everybody wants to see, I think that's going to be intriguing. Um, and they, they have all the wings, all the 3D wings I'm talking about, I want for this team. They have a plethora. You know, they have Norman Powell. They have um, Covington. They have the young the young boys that played last year that's coming up. They have all these guys, Terrence Mann. They have all of these guys that they can really throw at our stars and our superstar. And what, what do we got to match? Who knows? Even that early in the season, who cares? We're just here to see how it works, how it gels. It depends on whether West, Westbrook is still here, Kyrie's here, maybe even Miles Turner, you know, Buddy Hill, Eric Gordon. Like, who knows who's going to be on this team? But the Christmas Day matchup, uh, it's probably going to be fun. It depends on how healthy the teams are and, and if the Lakers have made any type of progress throughout the season up to that point. LeBron versus um, Luka, they seem to love this matchup. They want to have them together so we can get them to say oohs and ahs about each other. You know, that's not really the game that I'm caring about. And, I, and if I'm seeing correctly, that game comes on at 2.30? Like, because we know what the matchup game is. But let's get to all the games in that day. The Bucks versus the Celtics, to me, that'll be a good matchup because I just you know the Bucks want that. That all that smoke they want that you hear me like it's just something that i feel like they're going to be amped up for but that's a long time you know long kind of looking ahead you know real far so we'll we'll, we'll hold, hold off on that um 76 is in the knicks eh. sons and the nuggets eh. you know like we're watching these games but we're watching this because we love basketball and football be going on that day too so you might be questionable if you're even watching these games but the marquee game, and the reason that I see why the Lakers are pushed out of this slot, it's the Warriors versus the Grizzlies. Ja Morant and his crew, who wanted all the smoke and wanted, you know, was gonna go up the chimney uh, with Draymond Green and his big mouth and all the hate he brings. It's gonna be interesting to see this matchup just because it's gonna give you the on the court battle. It's gonna give you the jawing back and forth battle, but it's also a good competition. I like it. And then I even like how, you know, Draymond and Jaw, you, know, you know, you know, you know, bigging each other up on Twitter. And they was like, hey man, you know, I see what you're doing there, man. We're gonna have fun. Come bring your family over after the game for dinner. Like these guys don't have to hate each other off the court. On the court, they're gonna battle. We know this, we know how Ja rolls. That's why I love watching him and love talking about him. We know how um, Draymond go, and I hate hearing people over-criticize him for that, but if he if he just shut up and just play basketball, oh, he will be every old head's favorite player because he plays the game the right way. Yeah, you know I'm going there. So um, we, we're looking forward to that, but the Lakers going up against the Mavs, nobody cares. The last time, the, the great memory had of the season when Austin, Austin Reeves hits the game-winning shot against the Dallas Mavs. Should have been a four-point play opportunity and one, whatever you want to call it. But we got the win there. Mavs are coming off a great season, but they're going to have Christian Wood. They're going to have these new guys there who are going to be ready to make plays. Tim Hardaway Jr. is back, and he can prove me wrong on all the hate I've been giving him, supposedly. So we're here for it. Um, I got a homeboy. He likes the Mavs. So if we can go on Christmas Day, spoil that, I'll be cool with it. But as far as the season starting, 0-2 might be our future. 
you know, one in four might even be what happens. You know, so I'm, I'm with it. It's okay. We'll talk about the rest of the schedule at a different date. But right now, you guys go look it up. Look at the schedule for your Lakers. Look at the schedule for whatever team you, you got and look see what day y'all play against the Lakers, okay? Because you're probably on TV because we bring eyes to some of you teams, okay? Some of you guys can't get right because you can't get nobody to watch your games. But when you play against the Lakers, whether we good or bad, you get your chance to shine. So join the spotlight, okay? And after that, we're going to come back and talk about the bigs because we do a real big over here. Sometimes it's big bad, sometimes it's big good, but big is what we do. Laker 82-16, do it big. And then we're going to talk about this big show called The Legacy right after this. All right, and let's get right into the bigs talk. Like I said earlier, Thomas Bryant, Damon Jones, Winion Gabriel-ish, kind of big, got to play it kind of a little bit, and Jay Huff, who they pulled um, and brought in for camp, who may or may not make the roster, but Miles Turner, a guy whose name continues to be thrown out there. And if you bring in Miles Turner, um, that you know you're committing to Anthony Davis playing the four, which I like, but what do you do with these guys? Like, I think if you have Miles Turner, Thomas Bryant, Damon Jones, I'm not I'm not worried about Gabriel and, and Huff right now. We'll talk about them later. But just out of those three guys, like one of those guys are not playing. Maybe two if, you know, it depends on how much you want to play AD at the five that game. But I do like the fact that you have Miles Turner and Thomas Bryant because then you will have the ability to have, can keep a – stretch big on the floor at all times. That kind of gives me what Darvin Ham and um, Bud had with the Milwaukee Bucks when you had Brooke Lopez and then you could also have Bobby Portis and you will be able to have these bigs who can stretch out and make it respectable for a big. So that kind of intrigues me if that trade was to go down because now you're kind of getting into that element and it's going to open up the floor just a little bit more for AD and LeBron to roam and if Russ is still on the team, who knows? But we're not going to even face that right now. We're just talking about the big. So, but Damon Jones, so I feel like I'm fine with if we don't get Miles Turner, I'm fine with having Damon Jones. Like Damon Jones, even if he doesn't start, he gives us something that neither one of you know these guys can do better than him. The, the ability to roll to the rim. He actually shoots a decent percentage from the free throw line. Um, he has showed very light work, you know, small sample size ability to stretch out and shoot it a little bit, but just not enough for us to kind of gauge how he would do in a full role, but, and he doesn't play a lot of minutes. So if you keep these guys, like let's say you get the Miles Turner deal and you have Thomas Bryan and Damon Jones, I'm just feeling like, what's the point of keeping both Gabriel and Huff? Huff will probably, probably not going to make the roster just because we, you know, just the talks of this, he's going to be the one looking out and Gabriel who you have to play the five a little bit more than the four, but you can play the four, but it just depends on the matchup. Um, you give me, you give me Turner, you give me James, you give me Brian. I'm, I mean, I'm with that, but let's not, let's not even joke with ourselves. If Miles Turner's on your team, he starts, he plays more minutes than Bryant and Jones. Cause if Thomas Bryant wasn't hurt for, you know, with, with, the, with the injury and it had to be kind of small rolled in last year, he would have got more than just the vet mid. So I think it's upside for Thomas Bryant for sure. Damon Jones, who was very much stuck in Sacramento and, he played well with the Lakers when he played for those 10-day contracts. But his skill set is what it is, and that's probably a vet mid, so you're getting a steal there because he can play better than a vet mid. 
at, at a smaller percentage. But Miles Turner, he's the guy who's going to demand certain amount of money in cachet. So, yeah, you if you get Miles Turner, you go with him there. Jay Huff, who I enjoy watching the Summer League and and just and, you know enjoy his length and the things he show. Um, when you Gabriel, who has also showed his worth, I just feel like he's a guy who's going to be forgotten in this shuffle. Nobody really talks about what him and Stanley Johnson is able to do, which is fine because when you Gabriel is not a proven player, so a Miles Turner trade really intrigues me. But I don't know what you're giving up to get him, and is he going to be? playing in the end of games because now you know they like to normally go small ball with ad at the five so if you keep miles turner do you have a guy now that you can't even play at the end of games or you don't want to play at the end of games certain matchups like what do you do and i like thomas bryant who has a little size on him who he's going to be able to play that five and absorb some of that contact that ad needs to stay away from so it's just a lot to go with these bigs so i'm very much curious in that but the time's gonna tell. Like once again, just like those opening games, we don't know because we don't know who the roster, what the roster is gonna hold. We don't know who's gonna start next to AD and LeBron. We don't know. You, you you can't get mad if you don't know what you don't know. But what I do know is that the legacy sitcom sitcom series that is on Hulu right now. Um, I'm two episodes in. They've dropped some new episodes. I'm thinking as of August 22nd. I have not had a chance to watch them yet. But the things that intrigued me was Jerry Buss was a bad man. But in a good way. But in a good way. He he was very much business savvy. He definitely was all he was all in. You know, it kind of been detriment to his family life, so to speak. You know, I know he eventually got a divorce, but you know, he he definitely had a thing for the ladies. And I love this his relationship with Magic Johnson. Like you can tell these guys, like, you know, he filled a, a certain role for Magic and it just showed. But it also kind of showed back then the tension between Magic and his teammates at one time because they were like, Yeah, if you going and having dinner and meeting up with the, you know, going to the racetracks with the owner, and then you come in the locker room, it's like we don't even want to talk crazy around you because we never know what you're going back saying. So they kind of put a, you know, a little stain there. But they eventually got over it. And, you know, after um they won the chip and whatnot, and then when, you know, Magic goes get hurt and Westhead, the coach, was trying to, like, change up the, the fast-paced offense, I, I can only imagine what if social media was available back then when Magic decided he wanted to be traded, either fire the coach or, be, or trade me. That's what That was his demands. Can you imagine that? And things are so different. <laughs> from now to then because Magic gets a 25-year contract for $25 million. So he get $1 million for 25 years. And back then, that was like outstanding, amazing, unheard of. Owners were complaining. Hmm, owners always complain. Owners were complaining that this contract was just, you were going to make it hard for the rest of the league. And Jerry Buston was like, nah, bro, I do what I want. So he gave this man that contract, $1 million a year for 25 years. And then also the thing that's different from back then is that James Worthy was drafted number one overall for the Lakers, but he didn't wasn't forced to start. Um, he couldn't get past Kurt Rambis. Kurt Rambis, he said Kurt laid him out every practice, and he knew he wasn't starting over him. You know, back then, it was just a different era. You were not just going to come in and be handed the keys. So these kids nowadays, these guys come in, and they're automatically, no, if I'm a number one draft pick, I'm starting. It's not it's not a question. So it's amazing how that kind of turned around right there. That was pretty cool. Um, just seeing how um, Norm was traded for Byron Scott um, by Jerry West. And, you know, the fan, you know, just feeling some some of the fans, especially the super fans like Jack Nicholson and them guys, they felt betrayed. And, 
nowadays we want to trade everybody. So it's just amazing seeing the difference in all in all the things. Could you imagine the social media is back there when the Celtics won in Game Seven? You no, know, you know the Lakers. That's when they start being called the Fakers and the Sissies and all these different things. So, you know, and Pat Riley said something amazing to me because you know they were zero and eight against the Boston Celtics until 1985 when they finally broke the Celtics hex. And Pat Riley kind of went in there to tell them, "Own your adversity." And I just feel like that's an amazing type of quote. Own your adversity can go to any aspect of your life, man. Like when you get into tough times. And you can't you can't avoid it. You can't shy away from where some mistakes to be made, or where it's like debt or just unfortunate uh, unfortunate circumstances. You have to own your adversity and find a way to get out of it. You know, so yeah, man. Sometimes prayer work, prayer changes things, and, and you have to really lean into that. And I believe that sometimes you just have to say, "Hey, look, I'm here. What am I going to do about it?" So it was cool to see that. And the last thing I want to bring up is that, come on, man. The Forum Club, that looked like that was probably the coolest spot ever. Could you imagine, like, getting out of a game? Or if you or you the way like John Sandler was like, man, they would try to sneak in there. They would hurry him take the quickest shower ever to sneak when you in L.A. go to the Forum Club. So I can only imagine, man, just being, living like rock stars, being superstars back then had to be some of the coolest, dopest moments. So I'm going to continue to watch the legs and see what they tell. So up next... Um, we're probably going to get more toward the late 80s now and get into those 90s. I know they're going to talk about Jerry Buss and the kids and, you know, and kind of, the, you know, the, how that kind of broke them apart a little bit because, you know, Jeannie's coming of age and she's managing a certain team. So it's cool to see the family dynamic. So I encourage you guys to check it out. But also, no, we're going to keep coming back. We're going to talk more about these games coming up. We're going to talk about if any trade breaks. I'm not the guy that's going to, you know, just make up content. We're going to have conversations about the game as well as anything to do with the Lakers that seems to be, you know, not so silly. I'm not with the goofy stuff. So we are here. I'm your boy, Chill B. Chill Bravado Podcast. This is the Laker 8216 series. I hope you guys have a good day.